Welcome back to Here So We Don't Get Fined. My, My name, name is David. David. My name is David. That guy. Are you sure? The one who's trying to uh, emulate hold me. On, hold on. I get it. I got this. I got I this. I get it. My name is David. No. And uh, welcome to our... I didn't think that was not a joke, Jim! <laughs> Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. I didn't think that was not a joke, Jim. That's Thomas. Not Jim. Thomas. Not Jim. Thomas. <laughs> My name is Thomas. <laughs> oh, hello. Hello. Welcome. We are back with another sports episode. Sports. Of the podcast. Uh, this one is actual sports. And boy, is there a lot. Yes, there is. We got... I, I don't... Has anything happened in the NFL? Uh, just a couple of things that I have written down on a piece of paper here. Free agency? Isn't uh, that generally a pretty tame time? Yeah, always. Sports? Always. Uh, no, it seems like the last couple of years, free agency has been wild. And this year has been absolutely no exception. Lots of teams, lots of signings. We are not going to cover every single transaction that has happened. No. Um, we don't have the time for that. You don't got the time for that. So me and Thomas went through uh, all the major transactions to figure out which ones we think are the most important. Uh, and you probably have heard of all these, so we're just going to yeah. run through them and then talk about kind of how we feel uh, spoiler uh, alert. it impacts the, the team. Spoiler alert. The Cowboys are still trash. Uh, Cowboys have actually made some pretty good moves. Oh, uh, yeah. But. They generally make pretty good moves, but it doesn't usually come together on the field. I mean, fair enough. Enough. But anyway, so yeah, we're just going to run through them. Again, we're we're well aware that you probably have heard most of these, but we thought we'd give sure? our take on them as well. Yeah, because so. what does Stephen A know that uh, we don't? Did you ever hear Did you ever hear that one clip where Stephen A is talking about this guy? Uh I've where heard he's a just couple like, of those. He's just like he's not good in the NBA. He's not good in the NBA. I'm telling you, I don't know uh, he just doesn't fit. He's not a good point guard. And then he goes on this rant about this guy and how bad he is in the NBA. And then someone was just like, Stephen A., that's a football player. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that it is, was that is so funny. It was so funny. And Steve, listen, Stephen A. doesn't have many misses, right? Like what's a miss? Like Stephen A. does not have many misses. I don't want to like, Make it seem like I'm trash talking Steve. I'm a big Stephen A. fan. Does he say some stupid stuff every now and then? Absolutely. But that's what draws the views, right? So I'm not mad at Stephen A. Huh? What? Yeah. (laughs) I'm not mad at Stephen A. at all. I love Stephen A. Not many misses. But that was a miss, and it was hilarious. Hilarious. So, we're going to talk about some uh, football transactions. Again, trades, signings, all that good stuff. If we have time at the end, might throw in a little something extra. Don't know if we'll have time because, again, we have a lot to get to. This is just the stuff that we think is the major stuff that has happened in the NFL. A lot of minor stuff. Uh, Some things we may have missed. If we did, let us know. But the major stuff. Let's start with the uh, New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints, if you are not aware, have signed quarterback Derek Carr and running back Jamal Williams. Uh, Jamal Williams, as many of you know, the famous anime-loving, high-energy running back from Detroit. The swag Kaze Kage, bro. Yeah, yeah. 17 touchdowns last year on the ground. An absolute monster. Led the league in rushing touchdowns, had by far his best year. 
Signs with the Saints for three years, $12 million, only $4 million a year to be a backup to Alvin Kamara. Um, he was likely to miss some time. Yes. Due to I, suspension. And that's honestly the only thing that can make sense to me with him signing there. Uh, yeah. Is that he's hoping to get that starting job while Kamara has his suspension. And then maybe hoping to win it over against Kamara. Which I, I don't see happening. Kamara is still a really good back. And while I love Jamal Williams. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, if you... People who diss Alvin Kamara are the same people who were saying Tom Brady played bad last year. No, no, they didn't. You just didn't pay attention. Tom Brady's washed. Uh, Tom Brady's retired and still was a top five Therefore quarterback washed. in the NFL last season. Anyway. Um, but, Jamal Williams, hopefully it goes good for him. They have a decent offensive line down there in New Orleans. And they did just get a good quarterback. Uh, good being the operative word. I don't hate Derek Carr signing here. Um... I do think this team showed glimpses with a pretty good defense. I know they lost some pieces, but like they had a pretty good defense last year. They showed glimpses last season with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston throwing the ball. And Jameis is think, back. Yeah, right? yeah. Jameis signed a one-year deal to be the backup there again. But I think Derek Carr adds a lot more stability and consistency than both of those guys put together. Uh, I, I don't hate it for the Saints signing Derek Carr. I do think Carr could have gone somewhere else and maybe had a bit of a better setup. Yeah, so let but me let me ask all, you this. Not let's, terrible. Let's find something out real fast. Are you a Derek Carr apologist or a Raiders apologist? Uh, I think a lot of it was a lot of the guys on the Raiders. I think Josh Jacobs is one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL. I think he has been since he came into the league. Uh, I I like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is arguably the most underrated player in NFL history. And that is some high praise. Listen, dude. not, 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 and that's not me saying like he's like a top tier quarterback of NFL history. That's not what I'm saying. But people have always, it seems, talked about Derek Carr like he's bottom of the barrel. And like when it comes down to it, he is a solid, mediocre, you can win a Super Bowl with this guy. I mean, he's Jared Goff before Jared Goff came into the league. Bless you. Excuse me. He's Jared Goff before Jared Goff came into the league. He puts up good numbers, but uh, the pieces around just can't seem to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, like Jared Goff has been on the up and up, especially after this season. So I think I might put Goff a little bit above Carr right now. But I think Carr is a solid middle of the road guy that you can win a Super Bowl with. I'm not saying he's a world beater. I'm not saying he's a top ten quarterback in the NFL, but he's not gutter trash like a lot of people want to call him so when i call him underrated i'm not saying he's great i'm saying he's better than people think he is and no one has ever given Derek carr even a semblance of hope that he can be something and he has continuously gone out multiple four thousand yard seasons multiple 30 touchdown year seasons like every year he puts up good numbers last year was not great for Derek carr and i think that was an anomaly more than anything mm-hmm. but I like Derek Carr a lot. I think he's a guy that can, again, a team that already showed signs, adding that stability and consistency at quarterback, plus adding a guy who, at a bare minimum, is going to add an electricity and a presence in your locker room, and hopefully can come out and give you a lot of quality runs, a lot of touchdowns in Jamal Williams. I think I would I would give this like a B. If I'm grading the Saints, these two signings alone, I would give like a B for the Saints. I'm not mad at this at all. And I'm probably a little higher on it than most people, but 
So I think to answer your question, I am a Derek Carr apologist. So here's my standing on it. I think the signings are good. I think the cost is good. I think it's great deals for the Saints. It just doesn't make sense to me with where they're at. But on the other hand, that division is wide open. I just am not sure if the Saints are ready to be starting this turnaround as abruptly as they are. I will say this. I think if the Saints are in the AFC East, they rebuild this offseason. Yeah. I think if the Saints are in the AFC West, they rebuild this offseason. I think if the Saints are in the NFC East or the NFC West, they rebuild this offseason. But the fact that they are in far and away the worst division in football, and I'm including the AFC South when I say far and away. I mean... Like, I would put it like... The AFC is seven, and then, like, every division in the XFL is eight, nine, ten, and eleven, and then the NFC South is at 12. Wow. Like, and, you know, obviously, an NFC South team would be the XFL team. I say that hyperbolically. Why are you hating on Kyle Pitts and Drake London in Atlanta? I'm not hating on Kyle Pitts and Drake London. I'm hating on whoever's going to throw them the ball. You think Desmond Ritter is a guy? What about Taylor Heineke? Listen, I think Taylor Heineke, arguably a better signing than Derek Carr, and we will get there. Um, but I just like, this is a far and away the worst division of football. I don't think that's even arguable at this point. And uh, I think being in that division, they saw a couple guys they could get for really cheap, like you mentioned. And that automa- I think automatically makes them contenders in the AFC or in the NFC South. Yeah. Uh, not. Not contenders for the Super Bowl, let's not get crazy, but contenders for the NFC South. Yeah. And no, when you make it to the playoffs, anything can happen. That is true. The Steelers won a Super Bowl with a 9-7 uh, and seven record as a wild card one year. Yeah. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Pretty sure the Packers also, the year they won the Super Bowl with Rodgers, were 9-7. and seven. Uh, I don't like to think about that year. Why? Because that was the year they beat Pittsburgh. Uh, in the Super Bowl? Yep. Yikes. Yep. Rashard Mendenhall fumble. I didn't know Roethlisberger went to three Super Bowls. Yep. Two and one. Huh. I thought it was just two. Two and oh. They got lucky. But it's well, all right. Uh, moving on. A couple of things. Or one one major thing and then a repercussion of that thing in Cincinnati. The Bengals signed offensive tackle Orlando Brown. Phenomenal signing. I hate that signing. The best signing of the offseason so far, in my opinion. I hate that signing. Orlando so Brown is phenomenal. Sucks for the Chiefs that they lost Orlando Brown. Who cares about the Chiefs? It sucks for the Steelers. Phenomenal for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, as a repercussion of that, yep. they're starting left tackle Jonah Williams. Starting right tackle? Uh, I, yes. Maybe? I don't know. I think, no, I think he's a left tackle. Starting left tackle, Jonah Williams has requested a trade. Jonah Williams, who played really well this season. Uh, um, he gave up 12 sacks this season, the most in the NFL. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I didn't not, know that. Not what you want from your 2019 first-round pick. I know the offensive line was notably better this season, so I just assumed it was that was unanimous across the board. I didn't realize Jonah Williams. But Jonah Williams has requested a trade. Uh, in signing Orlando Brown, which seems a bit premature. It doesn't yeah. automatically mean he loses his job because Orlando Brown has played all over the offensive line, both sides, both positions. And, and so, the Bengals notoriously need yeah. help. 
on the offensive line. So yeah. just because he signed there doesn't mean... Yeah, I agree. They could but flip him to the other side. And... If you played that bad, yikes. Uh, but yeah, I think that's huge for the Bengals. I think it's huge for Joe, Bur- huge for Joe Burrow. Uh, I'm a big fan of Orlando Brown. I didn't know he was available or I would have hollered at the Colts. Because our offensive line obviously struggled this Please year. Please rebuild that offensive but, line, um, Chris. But yeah, man, uh, huge for the Bengals. I think, again, best signing of the offseason so far. And on a team that has, in my opinion, the second best quarterback in the NFL, to get one of the best tackles, if not the best tackle in the NFL, like, massive. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, I, I would imagine that Jonah Williams would be pretty uh, cheap to acquire. He was a first-round pick in 2019, but like we've talked about, that Cincinnati Bengals offensive line has not been stellar. If anything, that's the one thing that's been pulling them back from lifting the Lombardi. Uh, So I wonder if this is a – because we're talking about a player who's still young, requests a trade, so his trade value automatically plummets. His play hasn't been stellar, so his trade value is already lower. You're already looking at a loss in investment. I wonder if there's a team out there. I wonder if there's a couple teams out there that are chomping at the bit to try and bring in a uh, high promise guy and maybe see if they can fix him. Yeah, that that is the that is the promise of of John Williams, right? He is young. Yeah. Uh, and so, again, I thought he played better than he did. But even having a not great season, offensive linemen can get bigger and stronger, and like a good weight like a good uh strength coach could really do a lot for an for an O-lineman and I mean we just we've seen market improvement uh from offensive lines with just a change of a coordinator yeah. so obviously it's more than just big dudes throwing other big dudes in the dirt there's strategy to it there's stuff uh outside of just largeness and so Listen, he can for sure get better wars are won in the trenches yeah and that absolutely. is exactly what the line is Absolutely. But uh, as a uh, fan of a team with a not stellar offensive line, I, I wouldn't be mad if he, uh, you know, put on the black and gold. Fair. Fair. Come on over to Pittsburgh. Don't give up 12 sacks or you'll be chased out of town. But. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. What a bunch of steel workers will line up at your house. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. Again, I think best signing uh, in the in the off season so far, yeah. uh, which leads us into what I would argue is one of the worst transactions oh. of the off season so far. Uh, on the side of one team, on the side of one team, great. On the side of another, not great. The New York Giants trade a third round pick, number one hundred overall, to the Las Vegas Raiders. For Darren Waller, who I would argue is a top three, maybe top four tight end in the NFL. Wouldn't it make sense for you to say that is a top four, maybe top three tight end? I would put him at third. Okay. I would put him at third behind Kelsey and Kittle. I'm a massive, and a lot of people will like murder me for Mark Andrews. I was about to say, hating on Mark Andrews there, bud. Not hating on Mark Andrews, but when you're the only option, your numbers are going to look better than when you have a Josh Jacobs. He's not the only option. They've got... Fine. When you're the only good option. Devin Duvernay. Yeah, again, only good option. Sammy Watkins. But his numbers might look better, 
Uh, but again, Darren Waller is on a team with guys like Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, uh, and Josh Jacobs. And so there's a lot more wealth to spread around. In, or he was, not is now, but was. And so there's a lot more wealth to spread around in Oakland or in Vegas. Did you say Devontae Adams or Devontae Smith? Devontae Adams. Oh, okay. Sorry, did I say Smith? I don't know. My brain flashed to Philly for some reason. Sorry. So. I meant Devontae Adams if I said Smith. Yeah, but um, I think when you spread the wealth around, your numbers aren't going to look as good. That doesn't change how good you are as a player. And Darren Waller is a physical monstrosity. Oh, he yeah. can block better than Mark Andrews. He can catch the ball with anyone on top of him. Uh, he's long and tall. He's got a drive. Like no, like I've listened to multiple teammates talk about the work ethic and the just drive of Darren Waller. Uh, this is a man who's overcome addiction, overcome disease, like who has come out of a lot of hardships and been stronger on every other turn and does nothing but get better and better and better. I know he's getting older. Like I'm not blind to how old he is. But a third round pick, a hundred overall, like NFL trade values are wild. That's terrible. NFL trade values are wild. Honestly, I don't understand why there isn't a team every year that just mortgages one year's draft capital and goes out and gets seven guys. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. I understand that money, you know, caps and all that financial gymnastics can be taxing but the trade values in the nfl just blow my mind but also can we just talk about how terrible of a pr move that is for the raiders bro (laughs) bro mans gets married (laughs) to a wmba wmba or wsl wmba wmba player (laughs) who plays in vegas can we talk about and they immediately trade him to new york best one of the best Twitter comebacks of all time. Uh, someone tweeted, Darren Waller of the Las Vegas Raiders was traded days after he married star of the Las Vegas Aces, Kelsey Plum. Looks like Josh McDaniels wasn't in, or uh, isn't a fan of love or something like that. And she quote tweeted it and said, uh, probably because he wasn't invited to the wedding, LOL. <laughs> Quote tweets are one of the greatest features ever made in the history of humankind. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Kelsey Plum. She's phenomenal on social media. I follow her on social media, and so just seeing that, fantastic. I'm happy for Darren Waller, dude. Uh, in the sense of like being married to Kelsey Plum, uh, but also like he seems to be going to a better team. The Giants yeah. were a playoff team last year, or at least um, a team trending in a better direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. They have more weapons. They have uh, a Do starting they? quarterback. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Giants? Do yeah. I mean, they have Sa- yeah. No, they don't. You're right. Oh, They have Saquon Barkley. but They got Saquon Barkley and Danny Dimes. Yeah. And a bunch of no, fifth you're right. graders Not at even wide good. receiver. <laughs> Not even good. Um, but, you know, New York market. And maybe it'll get his numbers up, get his value higher. But I don't know. He also signed a three-year extension. Uh, upon arriving in New York, so I let me tell you this: New York, the, it, like the Giants, are obviously trying to capture the lightning that was in last season in a bottle. Bringing in guys like Darren Waller is a good way to do that. I'd like, even though this, because Danny Dimes needs uh, receiving threats, he needs yeah. receiving options. 
The wide receiver free agency class this year, not that not deep. Good. However, while the wide receiver draft class is also not relatively deep, there's a couple that you should be able to get in the later first round. I think there's only one or two guys projected to go in the first round, wide receiver-wise. Yeah. I definitely think this is big. Like, if they're going to capture lightning in a bottle, it's going to be by getting guys like Darren Waller. Yeah. Like, again, because Darren Waller is just a presence on the field. He's a big guy who can block really well for Saquon, who had a resurgence last year, who can be that receiving threat as well as that extra offensive lineman. I'm, I'm a massive fan of Darren Waller. And, I again, I know I'm going to get hate for putting him above Mark Andrews. I just think he's this, the third best tight end in the NFL. Um, and maybe that is my blindness towards the Raiders. I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm a big Darren Waller fan. I think that was a horrible, horrible move for Raider for the Raiders. Great move for the Giants. A third round. you got to get at least a second. And this is a late, late, late third round pick. Isn't like, this, this is like after compensatory, compensatory picks. Yeah. Like, this is, like, this is a late, like, 100 overall is maybe the last third-round pick. I there don't know. 32 teams. Quick math. 32 says, times 3 is 96. Yeah. And this is 100th, and it's and it's uh, still a third-round pick. So, it's a late third-round pick. Um, good for the Giants. Don't love it for the Raiders. But the Raiders did make a couple of decent moves. Uh, they brought in Jacoby Myers, who I think is a better receiver than people give him credit. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's like top tier or anything like that. I think he definitely benefited from the sparsity yeah. of this free I mean, agency group. That's probably true. That's probably true. We'll see how he fits in with, with Devontae Adams and Renfro. Uh, Hunter Renfro. Uh, but I think it's definitely a, a, a threat that's good enough to at least pick up what you lost in the receiving uh, world from Darren Waller. Uh, I think you can pick up a couple of slants, short passes. He's a big guy. Jacoby Myers is not small. So, like, at least in the receiving, you can almost make up for not having Darren Waller anymore. Not quite, but almost. And, again, I think he's better than most people give him credit. Not great, but better than most people give him credit. And they also signed Jimmy G, who is seemingly Derek Carr, right? Ability wise, but for some reason Jimmy G wins, uh, and that's that's yeah, what blows but, my mind about certain people. You like Jimmy G and Derek Carr together, very similar quarterbacks. Yeah. Watch him play, very similar quarterbacks. Look at their stats, similar quarterbacks. Derek Carr might even have a little bit of an edge stat wise, uh, but like I don't know, dude. I think this last season kind of pulled him down a little bit. Maybe, maybe, but again, I think the season was an anomaly. That's fair. But for some, there's something about Jimmy G. Look at his all-time win percentage. When he can stay healthy, man wins football games. All, but that is something you can't discount he when does, he stays healthy. All he does is win, 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 and get put on the injury report. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's what he does. That's the Jimmy G path to success. Do you remember when we were freaking out about his 117 mil deal he got in uh, San Francisco? Yeah, we thought that was a lot. Yeah. Fast forward to a few years later, Daniel That's... Jones gets $40 million a year. Yeah. yeah. You remember when we were arguing whether or not <laughs> Dak Prescott deserved $40 million a year? Do you remember when we were arguing whether or not Dak Prescott deserved $30 million a year? Yeah. People are saying, people, are, are you kidding me? He wants $35 million. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm not giving him $35 million. Five years later, <laughs> Daniel Jones gets a $40 million. That's crazy to me. Crazy. 
But uh, anyway, so Vegas made a terrible move and then made some okay moves. I don't like Jacoby Myers and Jimmy G, both of them. Jimmy Garoppolo. I know most people know, but some people might not know who Jimmy G is. Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, okay moves. Not terrible moves. I don't like you got Derek Carr again, but Derek Carr who wins more and you got a guy who's a good third option. Um, my like my thing with teams are like pick pick a direction. Yeah, bringing in Myers and yeah. Garoppolo that's uh, to me that says we're trying to maintain what we have, not it's we're like rebuilding. It's like when companies like rebrand their logo. Yeah, same logo, same stuff. It just looks different. Just like pick pick a pick a direction. But hey, sometimes when companies rebrand, they sell better. So. Fair enough, I guess. I don't know. Ah, yes. Same stuff, just sell better. But we'll see. Moving on to uh, Detroit. Now, Detroit has had one of the better, one of the better off seasons so far. Obviously, the big, big problem with Detroit at the beginning of the season was this historically bad defense, yeah. right? Specifically, the secondary. My grandmother could have thrown a touchdown against the Detroit Lions last year especially the first eight, nine games of the season. Well, they definitely addressed that this season by signing Cam Sutton and Emmanuel Mosley, which is, I mean, two really good players. Played together at UT. Uh, Yeah. Sutton, like... How do you feel about them getting Sutton? Not good. I'm not (laughs) happy about it at all. Uh, You're not aware Sutton used to be a Pittsburgh Steeler. The Steelers don't have a good secondary. No. Sutton and Fitzpatrick were the... The glue that held it together. A lot of people don't realize this, but like if you look at analytics and metrics and all that, Sutton was a top 10 corner in the league last year. And he was a top 10 corner in the league the year before that by those same metrics. He's he's a solid guy. I don't think he's a one. I think those numbers are uh, reflective of the role he was playing. Uh, But like as far as like slot corners go, I don't, I don't, I can't name one off the top of my head that I'd rather have yeah. in terms of like as the slot. Like I can obviously go like, oh, Sauce Gardner, Jalen Ramsey, blah, blah, blah. Those aren't guys you have locking yeah. down the yeah, slot, yeah, yeah. you know? I got you. But I mean, like you, like you were saying, this defense was historically bad. I mean, that's one way to address it. And if, and they have the draft capital to keep adding uh, reinforcement to yeah. it. And they did get better. Like let's not like they got better towards the end of the season. They obviously went on that like what nine and one run or eight yeah, and one run like or that. something like that. that. Stupid. Um, including spoiling the uh, Green Bay Packers playoff hopes. But um, obviously, getting better coaching wise and then adding also better players can elevate the team. I've seen a lot of people, especially now that it's looking like Aaron Rodgers is no longer going to be a Packer. Picking the Lions to win the division this year. I mean, the door is open for them. And, like, let's just talk about one thing really fast. Last year, they took Aiden Hutchinson, second overall. Uh, He was the consensus number one for a long time. Number one edge rusher by a mile. And then Kayvon Thibodeau said, screw. I mean, he was, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, I'd say, had a better year than Thibodeau. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm uh, saying but, for the draft. He was the consensus number one, and then Thibodeau yeah, yeah. said, screw uh, This year, uh, following the Panthers trade, it's highly likely that we're going to see four quarterbacks go one, two, three, four. I've been thinking about that. Why would Arizona take a quarterback? 
I think Arizona trades. I hope they don't. Here's what I hope happens. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Carolina picks quarterback. Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, couldn't care less. Houston picks whichever one they don't pick. Arizona stays, takes an offensive lineman, takes Will Anderson. Bryce Young, the best of all the Alabama quarterbacks, comes to Indy, baby. Come on, baby. You're smoking pot if you think that's what's going to happen. I would love that to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I would love for that to happen. But anyway. Uh, I think it's I think it's likely that Carolina trades out. I could see a team. Carolina like, or Arizona? Ar- Arizona, sorry. I think Arizona trades out. I could see them trading with the Colts. I could see them trading with the Raiders. I could see them trading with the Commanders. I, I don't I don't see the Colts. Like, it doesn't make sense for the Cardinal, Cardinals to take a quarterback. I think it's pretty obvious that the Colts are taking a quarterback. So it wouldn't make sense for the Colts to you give so stuff up to not, move up. Okay, so that's one way to look at it. Here's another way to look at it. You could not give this team anything because they're not going to take a quarterback, and that should leave you with a quarterback. Or you could trade up to prevent someone else from swooping in and taking your quarterback. I mean, that's fair. Because like we're ta- like ultimately we're talking about one picks difference. Yeah. So the like. And it's not you're not going from two to one, like you're going from four, four, yeah, we're four to three, yeah. And the price for that is not like I'm I, like I'm thinking it's like a, like you give the fourth and a third, to move up one slot. I think it would take at least the first and the second. I don't I don't know about that to move. I up think one it would slot. take at least that. Yeah. But I think it's highly likely that Arizona trades down. Because they got, they have a lot of holes. We learned this season that the Cardinals were not who they thought they were. The Cardinals learned that they weren't who they thought they were. Like, what? I'm not a huge Kyler fan. We all know that. I think he's in the top half of quarterbacks, but I don't think he's like top ten like a lot of people do. He's a fine quarterback. But let's not act like their season wouldn't have gone differently had he played the majority. Oh no, 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 no! It would. But like, let's not pretend that there aren't glaring holes. Yeah. Like, especially with DeAndre Hopkins requesting a trade, it's yeah. looking highly uh, likely that he's not going to be there at the start of next season. That leaves their receiving options with Marquise Brown and Rondell Moore, and, like, nothing against either of those players, but they're they're a little small. Yeah, Rondell Moore is pretty small. I mean, Rondell Moore is, like, 5'7". Bryce Young's height. Exactly. Just uh, kidding, Bryce Young's 5'10". But... Assuming things go the way we expect them to, and four quarterbacks come off the board, one, two, three, four, the Lions are going to walk into getting the number one edge rusher, the con- original consensus number one pick. Yeah. From who? Ah, uh, yes. They got it from someone. They have two first round picks this year. The Rams? Yes. Yes, it's the Rams from, from the Matthew Stafford trade. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're going to walk. Right into the number one edge rusher, debatable number one player, not at number one two years in a row. And that defensive line is going to be terrifying with Aiden Hutchinson on one end and potentially Will Anderson Jr. on the other. Yeah, yeah man, it's uh, it's definitely looking good for Detroit. I am not, I, I not going to sit here and say they're going to win the division, but I'm not going to sit here and say they're not. I still love the Vikings. I think the Vikings haven't, I mean, they haven't gotten worse. They've added a couple pieces, nothing major, but a little bit. I mean, um, they did cut Adam Thielen. I mean, but at, what did Adam Thielen do last year? I love Adam Thielen, but he didn't do much last year. Uh, but regardless, uh, Detroit adding those two pieces on defense, their key key weakness. 
But also, obviously, with Jamal signing in the Saints, that means he's not on the Lions. Yeah. And so they made a move to get a guy who's going to back up DeAndre Swift, I assume, either that or get him to replace Swift or maybe running back by committee, which is kind of what they did last year, and David Montgomery, which I think is really good um, for the Lions. And I think we're going to see a good season out of Montgomery simply because he's playing behind a much better offensive line than he was in Chicago. I think we'll see a strong season from Montgomery. I hate this signing. I, I can't express to you how much I dislike this signing. Why? This is the contract they should have given Jamal Williams. David I Montgomery is that. a better DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift has all the potential in the world. It just hasn't been realized I, yet. In, in uh, terms of signing Montgomery instead of re-signing Williams, I agree I hate it. But... I, well, like, here's... Hold on. Here's my here's my whole shtick, if you will. Okay. Uh, day, Like, when you... Running backs by committee, we're seeing that become... Like, we're seeing that rise... That only works when you have complementary running back styles. Montgomery and Swift have the same style of more of a dual threat running back. That doesn't work unless you have a power back that you can put in to reset the defense's approach to containing the running back. Like, there's... it. it I mean, it could work. It could work fine. I'm not... I'm thinking one of these running backs will have a good season. I don't know which one. And I don't think it's going to be as good of a season for Detroit running the ball as it would have been if they had made Jamal Williams this offer instead of the insulting one that they made him. How are you going to make an insulting offer to a running back? I I get he's only had one phenomenal year. Who led all team or all players in rushing touchdowns? Who broke Barry Sanders' record? Yeah, yeah. Like, I I agree, man. I think it's a which travesty. Like, if he signed for four million dollars a year. I want to know what he considers disrespectful from Detroit because yeah. I think four million dollars a year is disrespectful I for Jamal agree. Williams. I agree. Like I, I understand that we're getting away from paying running backs. I get that, but four million. There are offensive line. There are freaking kickers. Pat McAfee's biggest contract was more than four million dollars a year. Was it really? It was six million dollars a year. Jeez. Like I don't. Like I don't understand. I cannot fathom. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure it was six million a year. I cannot fathom. Why Jamal Williams did not get more than four mil a year? I mean, he was a great, great, great player last year and spent a lot of last year as a backup. Like, I don't know, man. I'm a big Williams fan. I do agree that they should have tried to re-sign him, but not being able to, not having been able to, through uh, ignorance or stupidity or whatever it was, not having him back. I do like the Montgomery signing. I think. For the Lions, what would have made... I'm going to give you three scenarios in order from what makes the most sense to what makes the least sense. I think what makes the most sense is to have not signed Montgomery and put everything in the signing Williams. They very clearly didn't. Yeah. What makes the second most sense is to sign both Montgomery and Williams. What makes the third most sense is what happened. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I get it. I definitely would have preferred Williams on that team for yeah. the Lions and for Williams, man. I think he loved Detroit. I think he loved his team. That um, was that was his best season, and I yeah. think it was for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he said that, too. He's talked about how much he loves uh, Detroit, and he said no ill will, no bad blood. He loves that's, the city of Detroit, loved his teammates. Thing. That's another thing. 
Like, you want people in the building who genuinely want to be there. Yeah. Who wants to be in Detroit? Also, can we talk about his press conference where he wore the Eevee hat and he was explaining Eevee yeah. and all yeah. of Eevee's evolutions? He's like, a nerd <laughs> and I love it. And he's an anime fan? He's you, us, but athletic. I love it. Did you know he went? he's a Mormon? He went to BYU? That doesn't, you don't have to be a Mormon to go to BYU. I'm, are you sure? I think you have to claim to be Mormon. You don't have to be Mormon. He got kicked off the team at BYU. Probably because he wasn't really Mormon and probably got into some stuff. He uh, did some horizontal shenanigans. That's what I'm saying. Got yeah. into some stuff because he's not really Mormon. Yeah. But, anyway, I wonder if it was just soaking. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, don't look it up. Oh, my God. Uh, at least not on your family computer. Anyway, the Jets, the New York Jets, uh, have kind of been the headline over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, it was reported that they were making a play for Aaron Rodgers, and then as the weeks went by, it was, this is basically a done deal. And then uh, we saw it came out, Aaron Rodgers had a wish list. We'll talk about that in a second. He said he didn't, but he's full of it. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, But... They signed Alan Lazard, which made a lot of people uh, think, yeah, definitely getting Rodgers. And then Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show, in which uh, they say they had at one point 496,000 concurrent viewers. Everyone and their mother was paying attention to what Aaron Rodgers had to say. And he said, basically, uh, he fully intends to play football for the New York Jets. So this isn't officially done. According to him, they're working on compensation. What do the Packers expect back? What are the uh, Jets willing to give? Uh, but as of right now, his his uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His intention is to play for the New York Jets. They're just still in uh, conversations right now about the compensation and the package that it'll take to get Rodgers to New York. What 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 is the holdup here? We know trade values in the NFL are whack. Yep. Just send them a fourth. Call it a deal. Aaron Rodgers worth a lot more than a fourth, my friend. Is he? Yes. What do you mean, is he? You don't send a second. He's won two out of the last three MVPs. No, he has. But, like, realistically, how much longer is he going to be playing? Realistically, who cares? Realistically, he can win you a Super Bowl this year. Realistically, you become the best team in your division and one of the best teams in the AFC if he's on your team. David, let me ask you a question, and I want you to answer it just, like, immediately. Don't even take a second to think. Just okay. immediately. Okay. When have you ever seen a player in the NFL traded for what fans perceive as the fair value for that player? Matthew Stafford. Fair enough. Okay. Matthew Stafford? Uh, yeah, but that outside And of guess that- what? They threw the absolute book at the, at the Detroit Lions. They threw everything they had, and they won a Super Bowl, which makes it worth it. Hold on. Which Let's, makes hold it on, hold worth on, it. Hold on. There's a caveat there. Matthew Stafford was not the only piece they brought in. They they threw all their draft capital at bringing in pieces and bought a Super Bowl. But the Jets have everything else. They have the reigning offensive and defensive rookie of the year. They had the best defense in that division last year. And 
the defense for Buffalo has gotten worse, so now they definitely have the best defense in that division. They have a great offensive line. They have good young weapons. They have Brees Hall in the backfield. They have a Garrett Wilson. They have Corey Davis. They have young dudes to catch the ball. They just signed Alan Lazard, who's also young and familiar with Aaron Rodgers. They have everything else. All they need is a quarterback. The Rams needed more. The Jets don't. All they need is literally anyone but Zach Wilson throwing the football. The Jets have... And they can get a top five quarterback in the NFL. The, well, top seven quarterback in the NFL. The Jets have a lot of promise. I wouldn't say a lot of the a lot of that is a given, though, yet. Brees Hall, Elijah Moore... Uh, Sauce, Elijah Moore is the name I was... Uh, Garrett Wilson... I think I think Sauce is pretty clear. Jermaine Jones. I mean, like, Sauce, Sauce... Sauce played like a veteran last year. Yes, but it was just... It was such a good season that, like, your brain... Like, my brain, at least, sitting back, immediately goes, it's, this can't be sustainable. Like, I, it was so good. I think Sauce... If cornerbacks were ever considered for Defensive Player of the Year... And Sauce was not a rookie. I think he would have been in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Like, no, he played I, I, like a vet. I agree. Like I agree with it's you. It's different between like Garrett Wilson, who at least looked like a rookie. He had a great year, but at least looked like a rookie. I think we can safely say Sauce is going to be pretty good. I want to be able to see to say Sauce is pretty good, and I believe he will be. I just want to see at least another season before I definitively say. This That's is fair. a guy. That's fair. That's fair. You know? I get that. I don't know, man. I just think this is huge for the Jets. I think oh, they should absolutely. be willing to at least give up a first and a second, minimum. Their Super Bowl if, favorite odds have been shifting in the uh, right direction for them, the if, wrong direction for late betters. If they gave up two firsts, I wouldn't be upset with. Like I wouldn't think that's crazy. I don't I think a first that and is. a second or a first and a third is fine. But if they gave up two first, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't think it's crazy. This, my friend, is why you are not an NFL GM. Absolutely, this is why. <laughs> I also don't value draft picks like other people do. Um, but anyway, that's what's happening with the Jets. If they get, they got Lazard. It looks like they're gonna get Rodgers now. Obviously, compensation still has to get figured out. Uh, but. That's don't, the Jets, and we still have a lot more to get through. And yeah. w- where are we at on time? Uh, Forty-two minutes. All right. On the dot. All right. We still have a lot more to get. What were you about to say? Um, I was going to say, listen, if you were a GM and I was a GM, I'd be calling you all the time. Yeah. Give me them draft picks. Yeah. No. Uh, if you were a GM, GM and I was a GM, you wouldn't be calling me because I would be fired. <laughs> I would not be a good NFL GM. I'm well aware of that. I would probably be the one that got you fired. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Did you send Thomas Sarver 19 first-round picks over the next 20 years? For the rights to a retired Tom Brady? <laughs> yes, yeah. I would have given him 20 if he asked for it. It's the GOAT. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right, moving on. Speaking of Tom Brady, we have the New England Patriots who signed both Juju Smith-Schuster and Mike Gusecki. Um, I think these are both fine. Yeah. I mean, they're good for the Patriots. I, I don't like them for Gusecki or Juju. Love I, them for Mac, but it I don't I don't love it for Juju because I don't like I 
Why? No, yeah, Why would that, you leave Kansas that's, City? That's what I'm saying. I don't like Why it for would you Juju leave City? or Gasecki. Yeah. I think it's fine for Gasecki. I mean, he's a tight end. Bill Belichick loves his tight ends. I think, if anything, he's going to do really well. I think Gasecki is far and away. I know we say he wasted Hunter Henry, he wasted Johnny Smith. I think Gasecki is a far better player than either one of them. Uh, and so I think Gasecki's going to do well in New England. So I think it's fine for Gasecki, too. Uh, but I think the person who benefits the most from this is definitely Mac Jones. Or Zappy. Or Bailey's happy, whoever plays. But I think we saw a pretty significant dip in Jones' play last year. Yeah. Which can be directly related to his lack of who, weapons. Who is he throwing the ball to? And no offensive coordinator. This year, they're actually going to have an offensive coordinator. They're going to have an offensive play caller. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not hold on, hold on. notable Technic- defensive coach. Technically, they did have an offensive coordinator last year. It was just a defensive coordinator. No, no. They didn't have a named offensive coordinator. Oh. I thought it. I thought it was a tandem between P- Patricia and Judge. Patricia called plays, but they did not have a definitive offensive coordinator, and that's the thing. Like d- Patricia, notably one of the best defensive coaches in the NFL. Yeah. Defensive calling offensive plays. So this year is going to be different. They're going to have an actual offensive coordinator. They have weapons to put around Mac or Bill uh, Bailey, not Bill, whichever one. I mean ultimately ends up throwing the football so i think it's it's fine like it they didn't make any star studded moves but i think it's fine i do think it's funny i saw this thing it was like uh uh mike gasecki the terrible gritty king and juju smith the tiktok king yeah and then a picture of bill belichick in his serious face yeah i think those are gonna be some interesting kind of like yeah kind of like when they signed cam newton i thought that was gonna be interesting And it um, sure was. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes uh, for the New England Patriots. For the Patriots. Uh, moving on, Seattle Seahawks signed Devin Bush, uh, which I think is is pretty good. I like Devin Bush. He obviously was not great his last couple of years in Pittsburgh. He was fantastic his first. His season. first year, yeah, his very first season. But he's yeah. still young. Yep. Uh, he, I think he's under like twenty seven still. Like he is young. But uh, I think still he can, developing. He can help Carroll. a not great Seattle defense, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for a team like Seattle, which like they could just use all the help they could get in that front seven, really. Yeah. To plug him in in the middle linebacker, that's a good uh take a flyer on a guy. Like yeah. that this is a good opportunity for a team to take a flyer. Get him on cents on the dollar. I agree. I agree. I like this move for Seattle. Um I I I like Devin Bush. I think he can still be good in the NFL. I, I think would like it, him to be. I think it's hard to look good when you're on a team like Pittsburgh. Not, not, and that's not because Pittsburgh's bad. I like. I say that's that because such a storied history. Exactly. The expectations for exactly. defensive players are set so high. Exactly. I think if you take a lot of good defensive players and say, "Oh yeah, they're a good defensive player," and then stack them on the the Pittsburgh defense. Pittsburgh fans are all going to be like, oh, he's not good. He's not good. That's fair. We with the exact have, same stats. We did have problems with Devin Bush, Joe Schobert, and Miles Jack. And at some point, you might say, hey. Uh, Release Miles Jack. Yeah. Although well, we saw that. I'm just like, We hey, didn't add that because it came out after we maybe, made this list. But Maybe we're the problem. Yeah, well. You know? But I, but I like that for Seattle. It's a good move. I like Devin Bush. I think he can get better. And obviously, like we've seen Pete Carroll do good things with players. So Oh, absolutely. Um. Now, Look at Geno Smith. Moving on. This one's just a release. A lot of people saw it coming. Um, saw it coming. Probably saw it happen, but it's worth noting. The Bucks released Fournette. 
Obviously, Rashad White. Leonard fullback. Yeah. Rashad White played uh, really well the last season in Tampa Bay. And uh, Leonard Fournette just, if he could be playoff Lenny all season, he'd be a great running back. But he's not, unfortunately. So, uh, release. I think that'll be a good pickup for someone who needs a needs a running back or a backup running back or a guy to smash the goal line. Like, I, I still think Fournette can give you meaningful football. Like, I don't think... Fournette's bad, but I get why Tampa Bay cut him. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the Bills obviously lose Tremaine Edmonds to um, Chicago. Chicago. How do we not include that? I thought we did, but uh, that was a. I mean, that. Oh was yeah. A, yeah, we did. It's right under that. Yeah. Bills lose Tremaine Edmonds to Chicago, but they did re-sign Jordan Poyer to a two-year deal, which is really good. Uh, which moves us to the Bears, who. Signed Tremaine Edmonds, which that's is a good. That's a good move for them. So it continues the great offseason Chicago's having. That's plug in the gap that was created when you shipped off Roquan Smith. Yeah, and I would say Tremaine Edmonds, like Roquan Smith, does it all. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds does what Tremaine Edmonds does, but at a higher level. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this next one, not surprising presents good good opportunities that we have three teams left one of them won't take long the dallas cowboys uh release ezekiel elliott which i think is makes sense for the cowboys i think this automatically makes zeke one of the best free agents out there you know how much of a zeke fan i am anyone listening you know how much of a zeke fan i am if you don't like zeke if you have a problem with zeke please look up zeke's stats if you have a problem with zeke it's because you don't know how good he is at football Last season was an awful season. Still had almost 900 yards. Like, Zeke is a good freaking running back. And so before you say he's not, please just look up his stacks. Go to pro stats, not stacks. Although he does have stacks as well. He do got stacks. Um, Go to pro football reference. Look him up. He is great. I think he immediately becomes one of the best free agents available right now. And someone is going to love to grab him for $8 million. You know what I think makes sense What's for that? Zeke? Miami. You know what I think makes more sense for Zeke? What? And might make this team challenge the top team in their division? Arizona? No. Who? Buffalo Bills. Yes. However, the Bills have been very vocal that they want to see what they got in James Cook this year. I think... If the New York Jets get Aaron Rodgers, they're immediately the best team in that division. I think if the Bills get Zeke, I think it's 1A, 1B. Hey, fair enough. I, they have been, Zeke can provide what they have been needing, the one piece that they have been missing for the last five years, which is a good running back. I think that would be a great place for Zeke. But, Second move that Dallas made, great for Dallas, horrible for Indianapolis. They trade a compensatory fifth-round pick, basically a sixth-round pick, to basically the Indianapolis nothing. Colts for a top-ten freaking corner in the league in Stephon Gilmore. I don't know if I'd call Stephon Gilmore still a top-ten, but he's very solid. Stephon Gilmore is not what he used to be. He is not the defensive player of the year he was in 2018. I understand that. I get that. He is worth way more than a fifth. He's worth a third and a fifth. I think this is where the age starts to dictate more of the player's trade value than his actual ability. I mean, maybe. 
and and that's like to call back a little bit. That's what I think is happening with Rodgers. I think that's the hang up with the trade. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just I I hate love that for Dallas. I think you add a good piece to an already really good defense. Um, love that for Dallas. Hate that for Indy. You take a leadership role, a guy who had some key plays this season in the few games we did win, uh, and you rip him out of that locker room, which is a really good defense. The only good thing on that team is the defense and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, and you take a key piece of that out. Hate it for Indy. Uh, which I also hate all the moves Indy made this year. Uh, <laughs> they also signed Gardner Minshew. Cutting awesome. Matt Ryan for Gardner awesome. Minshew. Awesome. We got Gardner freaking Minshew. Yeah, he has a cool mullet. Yeah, he's a great mustache. I don't know who needs to hear this. He's not a good quarterback. I mean, listen. You knew the Colts were going to be bringing in a new quarterback this year. We sign Gardner Minshew. We release Matt Ryan. The, listen, quarterbacks who I think only stay in Indy one year. Everyone knows this. He's still a better quarterback than Gardner Minshew. I don't think you understand. David, if you guys drafted Bryce... Like, say things went your way and you guys drafted Bryce Young, it's very clear that he would only be in Indy for a year before y'all <laughs> Sam Ellinger was there for more than a year. Still there. I'm talking about starters. Idiot. I would hope if we bring in Bryce Young, he's not the starter. That And that's why I wanted to keep Matt Ryan. That's why I don't, like, we're going for a quarterback, right? We I don't, I don't see any of the quarterbacks in this draft being good as an immediate starter. I think some of them will be an immediate starter. I don't see any of them being good as an immediate starter. Um, I think some of them can get there. But I think every single major quarterback in this draft would benefit from a year behind a vet. Everyone. I could argue that every quarterback period would benefit from a year behind a vet. But, especially this year, I don't think any of them... Like, Joe Burrow is not coming out of this draft. Right. Justin Herbert is not coming out of this You're not going to see a guy, in my opinion, I could be wrong, I'm not usually, in my opinion, I don't think any of these guys are first-year-ready guys. And so I would have loved to keep Matt Ryan to have another mediocre year. That's fine. We don't have to win the Super Bowl this season. Let Bryce Young learn and develop. Let any of these young guys learn and develop and then start them next year. But having Gardner Minshew, I, like, no one signs Gardner as their starter. So I don't see that being the case. And so, I don't know. I hate the release of Ryan. And we're still paying him $13 million. It's not like we saved Buku's of money on, on cutting him. But we're, we're cutting Ryan, signing Minshew, trading Gilmore for a bag of balls. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Um, but. Embrace the suck. A team who did make moves that I did like. Atlanta brought in Taylor Heineke and Jesse Bates. Uh, I think Jesse Bates is huge for a pretty bad defense. I think he makes them automatically better. And then Taylor Heineke. The report said they signed him specifically to back up Desmond Ritter. He's going to be starting. I don't expect that. To last very long. I think uh, this makes Atlanta, if they actually start Heineke, uh, compete for that division with teams like um, New Orleans with Derek Carr, with teams like Tampa Bay who have um, Baker Mayfield now. We didn't add that. They signed Baker Mayfield, which I think is good. I like Baker a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we'll see what Carolina does with that number on overall pick. But um, I think it makes him competitive if Heineke starts. I think Jesse Bates is going to be a really good piece to add to that defense. I like what Atlanta did. Um, really, I like what most of these teams did. 
I think some teams made some good moves. Some teams made some bad moves. I love what the Bengals did. Uh, I absolutely love the Bears have had a heck of an offseason so far. Um, really, the NFC North has had a yeah. heck of an offseason. The, really, the one team that I think has just failed this offseason is the freaking Colts, and I hate that. Let me ask you something real fast yeah. before we go, because we're up against the yeah. wall here. Let's just say news breaks. Aaron Rodgers is officially a Jet. Okay. Who is the best quarterback in the NFC? In the NFC? Yep. Jalen Hurts. Oh, I forgot he... Okay, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, Geno Smith's about to be the best quarterback in the NFC. I completely... Kirk Cousins is better than Geno Smith. I completely spaced on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is by far and away the best quarterback in the NFC. Justin Fields is a 20 years younger Geno Smith. I... I don't think he can throw as well, but he can move a lot better. I think that's... Yeah, I was about to say, I think that's a bit disrespectful to Justin Fields' mobility, but... I think he can move a lot better. He can't throw as well. I, I've said this before too. I have worry. I have, I have worries about his uh, ability to throw. He can move better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. I have worries about your face. That's fair. Burn. That's fair. Um, I think Brock Purdy's up there. Oh yeah. Brock yeah. Purdy's back for camp. Supposedly. Surgery went really well. They think he'll be back That's at good. the end of camp. Yeah, I love Brock Purdy. Happy for him, and you. I'm kind of running. Uh, Matt Matt Stafford's still in the NFC. He is. Let's not forget he was injured the vast majority of the season. Like, let's not forget he's still a Super Bowl winning, very talented quarterback. Let's not forget about Matt Stafford. I don't know enough to like fully. Also better than Geno. I don't know enough to like fully land one side or the other. But it, Kyler Murray is better than Gino. What are we talking about, Gino? I don't listen, man. I'm just asking you a question. I saw on Twitter. Leave me alone. I think it's far and away Jalen Hurts. Uh, I don't understand it. I don't know why. I don't know a whole lot of information that a lot of other people seem to know. But it feels like there's this growing narrative that Stafford is washed. I think that's dumb. I listen, dude. People know things that they know for a reason. You know. <sighs> It's like the bookmakers are always so close. They know things for a reason. Jared Goff was also like a top 12 quarterback last year. Jared Goff was uh, was a stud. Jared Goff played great football last year. That he did. That he did. Probably his career best. Let's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's not forget about Jared Goff. Uh, it's a it's an interesting group of quarterbacks, though, in the yeah. NFC. It's, I mean, it's nothing compared to the AFC, yeah, right? No, like, like. Burrow, if I Burrow, if I had to start a franchise and I got to choose whether I'm starting at the AFC or the NFC, I'm starting at the NFC. Absolutely, bar none, hands Absolutely. down. Put me in the NFC South, baby. I'm winning the Super Bowl this year, or I'm losing to Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, like <laughs> the path to the playoffs alone. Yeah, is significantly easier. Yeah, but I don't know. A lot of interesting pieces, and again. Uh, look at your favorite teams. All teams have made big, small cuts. Like if you, we have a lot of Titans fans who listen. Uh, Bud Dupree got Bud Dupree got cut from the Titans. That's small uh, but important to your team. Yeah. But these are just the big stuff. If we forgot anything, let us know. We'd love to cover it. Uh, but yeah, lots of moves happening. It's going to continue to happen. This is shaping up to be one of the better off seasons we've seen in a long time. Oh, and I think it's going to be like that across all sports. We'll see. We will. But first, 
we got to get through a couple of months. More brackets. More brackets. More talks. Those more brackets. More playoffs. Also, me and Thomas have decided as soon as we're done with March, we're going to start prepping for next year's brackets. So we're going to come at you. We're going to come at you with, with some the best heat. brackets you've ever seen in your life. Some heat. But uh, listen, I don't know what your favorite signing was this year. This I don't season. know what your favorite flavor of diet soda is. Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper Zero is the best. Dr. Pepper. Well, is it, wait, does that count? Yeah. Zeros are diets, right? Are they? Yeah. I mean, technically not. Fine. Zero soda. Oh, okay. Mountain Dr. Dew. Pepper. Actually, my favorite is the cream soda zero. Bro, have you had the Dr. Pepper cream soda zero? No. Baker bought some for me one I time. I didn't know that was a thing, bro. It's You can't find it. I don't know how Baker... Literally, Baker FaceTimed me one time. Or, like, video called me. I think he was with someone with an iPhone. I don't know. He called me and said... I just saw these. Do you want them? I was like, yes. What do you mean? Uh, and boy, of, what kind of stupid question were is that? Yummy. Uh, but I hope that if you haven't had Dr. Pepper Zero and you are a zero drinker, you give it a try. It's the best. It is the best. A doctor a day keeps the doctor away. I don't know if that's how that goes. It can. I don't know if most physicians would agree with you. Well, you know, most physicians are uh, wrong. <laughs> so. What? They went to school for like 12 years and they think they know better than me? <laughs> Come on, son. I had a cold once. I know what I'm talking about. I, uh, it's called WebMD. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't get fined.